0: to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Weaver. And I'm PFC Anna Grace Cato. And today we have some very special guests. I know that I say that all the time, but I think they're pretty special to the South Carolina National Guard. So um, if you will, we'll start with you, sir, if you would like to introduce yourself, and then we'll go over to
1: Sergeant Powell.
2: Okay. I am Chaplain John Denny, and I'm the full-time support chaplain for the wonderful South Carolina National Guard.
1: All right, And I'm Stats Powell. I work for... Chaplain Denny with, with with, excuse me, (laughs) and I'm the full-time religious support NCO.
0: Awesome. So if you've been around the block a time or two, you've probably seen Chaplain Denny at a retirement ceremony or a promotion or just all those fun events. So you've probably seen him around before, but it's good to have you in here, sir. Um, Could you both kind of explain what your job is on the full-time side, like your day-to-day um, being a chaplain, and also um, a support religious affairs NCO. <laughs> Good
2: job. Good job. Um, from a chaplain standpoint, there's every day varies. Uh, a lot of what we do is taking care of our M-Day Chaplain Corps, so making sure that they're getting in schools, they're getting promoted, that uh, just got an email today about a loan repayment that is still outstanding from NGB. So we're trying to work through that to make sure that they're taken care of. Um, And and also it's doing, as you said, retirement ceremonies, promotion ceremonies, funerals, doing traumatic event management debriefings for when a a death happens, doing funerals, you name it. There's counseling, Mm. uh, going to meetings, just being present and making sure that the chaplain corps remains at the forefront of people's people's mindshare mm-hmm. so that they're reminded that hey we've got a valuable resource here within our, in our own ranks
0: have you how long have you been in the guard and have you always been full time
2: i've been in the guard about almost 15 years and i've been full time with the guard for almost 11
0: When you joined, was your path to become a chaplain or did you enlist as a different MOS and then kind of just stumbled across that?
2: No, I came directly in as a chaplain. It's a direct commission position. So I didn't go to OCS or anything like that. So it was a direct commission and I came in at uh, 37.
0: Sergeant Powell, so (laughs) let's kind of the same thing and the same question, like what is your daily task look like as far as, being the um, religious affairs NCO, but also, too, can you kind of give a background on how you got here and maybe what you did before this? Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, Of course, I started out in the military in the Marine Corps. Um, I got out of that about 2006 and then came on board to this in 2009, Um, and ever since I've been religious affairs. Um, On a day-to-day basis, I'm pretty much like the man behind the curtain, make sure Chaplain Denny or any of the other chaplains have the resources that they need, um, help managing them with their schedules and also promoting those events when they do come about. Um, and then also at times, if need be, provide resources to service members or even possibly family members who are um, of those service members who are deployed or in crisis. Um, kind of give them the same resources as well or point them down the right path. in no referral.
0: So when you d- were in the Marines, did you do the same thing or did you do something different? Oh
1: no. Back then I was a uh, I was in communications. Um, I was uh, what they call it, 0612 field wireman, um, pretty much switchboard operating and telecommunications.
0: Okay. So what made you want to leave the Marines and come over to the National Guard?
1: <sighs> that, that's a heavy <laughs> question. Yeah. So uh, about that, um, I felt like I did my due diligence at that time, and then, of course, uh, um, I'm not going to lie, I needed insurance because me and my wife were expecting a child, and I was like, well, let's let's go jump on this train and uh, see what the National Guard's about, and then here we are.
0: (laughs) Awesome. I mean, it's a great reason for people to join, but obviously, there was other things that kept you around and wanting to stay in.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, No, I I love what I do. I love um, being around uh, service members, soldiers. Uh, even meeting their families from time to time, but also at the same time, um, you know, as religious affairs specialists, a lot of people, or NCOs, a lot of people think that we are assistant chaplains, and we're not. Um, some of us do have faith, some don't, um, but that route um, really is just, uh, I, I do kind of see it as a calling just to help and serve people.
0: Can we talk a little bit about how you get into the Chaplain Corps, but also too, is it a specific religion that you're practicing, or do you kind of like learn all of them to be able to help all the soldiers who have who come from different religious backgrounds?
2: The reason the chaplain corps exists is to help people practice their faith, regardless of that faith. And so the chaplain corps exists to be able to either perform or provide. And so perform means that if there are people of like faith, that we do services, rites, rituals to support those faiths. And, for instance, I'm a Christian, and if we have um, someone of the Jewish faith within our ranks, making sure that they're getting kosher meals, making sure that if they... Some pass away for whatever reason that a rabbi is brought in to help facilitate those, the, the funeral and the grief care and support that the family may need. Because there are certain things that, as a Christian, I can't do for someone of Jewish faith or Muslim faith, and, and for that matter, even the Catholic faith. And so we work with other faith groups within the community to be able to help provide some of those resources where we can't perform them. And so from a Christian standpoint, the the guard's been an amazing thing for me because it's really opened up a lot of barriers that maybe I had and really helped me appreciate the diversity that we have within our ranks. Understanding that, although I'm a Christian, that it helped me appreciate a lot of what and the beauty that that lies within other people's faith traditions, and even people with no faith, and it's just been a real eye opener for me, and it's really helped shape and form my theology over the last 11 years in doing this. So I used to be fairly dogmatic in, in my views. But it's allowed me to be more appreciative and connect with people more on a human level than butt heads theologically, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been a, a really beautiful transformation to, to really get to understand people's perspectives and where they come from and... Why they believe what they believe, and really appreciating that.
1: And, and, and on the uh, religious affairs side, um, like I said earlier, we don't have to be of faith, or you know, we can be. So um, we don't necessarily have to talk to, you know, talk religion with with service members, but we do have to provide and support. So therefore, like like chaplain saying, so um, let's say if we had an absence of a chaplain, my job would be to be able to get that that touch point for the service member to be able to practice their faith or even have the products that they need or or items and whatnot, or even a space if needed.
0: What other uh, religions, I guess, at least in the South Carolina National Guard that you're aware of are represented by other uh, chaplains?
2: We have, we have one Catholic, and he is uh, on the Air Guard side, Father Gray, an amazing, amazing guy. And everyone else is predominantly baptists or lutheran or some flavor of baptist we've got a couple methodists um, but really it's the baptist and that that's why we so heavily rely on those outside resources and connections in the community to uh, to to really help round out our shortcomings what um, we would love to have more diversity within our chaplain corps. What we just we just don't. Mm-hmm. And I remember back when COVID was going on, and we were having those daily conferences with Governor McMaster, and Easter was coming up, and he had tasked me with trying to come up with different courses of action. Because I also reminded him, hey, that there's not just Easter that's coming up. There's Rosh Hashanah, there's Ramadan. So how do we want to, if we do one for Easter, sir, there's going to be, you can't exclude the other faith groups. And so I went and got on the phone and and talked to imams. I talked to um, rabbis and was just like, hey, so what's your take on this? I'm I'm trying to understand what y'all would want from the state and the communities so we can lay forth some courses of action for, uh, for, for the state to accommodate everyone, not, not just Easter. And so through that, it was, it was a great exercise to just to be able to talk to different people and find out their perspectives on COVID and, and how they were approaching it from their congregations and what they wanted to do. And so the, out, the, the resources that are in the community is really what helped drive those courses of action that I presented government master
0: um what you guys do then is it something that is just for service members or can you also assist with like their families and um is it can they come and talk to you about anything kind of like a counseling session in a sense or is it just basically religious based no, I
2: mean you yeah, ask yeah, like six questions, and I'm saying no to all of them. It. Uh, no, it, it's not necessarily religious based. Um, so for me personally, and it'll, it'll vary from chaplain to chaplain. But for me, I try to meet people one on one where they're at on a human on a human level, and find out what the, what their faith traditions are, if any, how those faith traditions guide them in their thought processes and decision making and then incorporate those in those counseling sessions. But A lot of times people have been wounded by religion. They don't want to They don't want to have anything to do with religion, or, or their church has hurt them, or whatever. And so at that point, we just talk. We just talk person to person. And um, I remember one time when I was deployed, there was an atheist, and he really didn't want to have anything to do with me because he thought I'd be hitting him over the head with the Bible. Mm -hmm. And really my goal was just to build relationships within the unit. And I remember one time I was sitting at the DFAC and he was sitting by himself and he called me over. And he just started sharing a lot of his burdens, what, what was going on back home while we were deployed and his relationship status and what was going on with his kids. And he was just really hurt by what was happening, and so he knew through those that relationship I built with him that I was going to care for him regardless of what his faith tradition or no faith tradition was, and so he saw the cross and came to realize that the cross didn't necessarily represent judgment represent a safe place to go and it 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 was an amazing conversation that we had and it it opened up doors to an amazing relationship that i had with him because of that
1: i don't necessarily do counseling but i can do like a preliminary um interview um so therefore let's say a service member or even family member comes to me and says hey i have all these issues or whatever they may be um once again like i said earlier um, I'm, one of the big things I do is a referral service. So if it's not something they really want to speak with the chaplain about, I'm like, well, hey, we have this resource here. How about you speak with them? Or let's, uh, let's call them together and we'll get you set up on an appointment, um, whichever that may be. Um, but, but, yeah, no, it's, I, don't, I don't have to do counseling, but I do hear some of the, you know, the conversations or some of the items. And, and just like the chaplain, it is confidential as well.
2: And the beautiful thing about having a partner in ministry like Sergeant Powell is not everyone would feel comfortable talking to me, mm-hmm. whether it's because of rank or Rankers. because of the cross or because of who I am, they may not like me, whatever the reason, Pal provides a gateway for that, that, especially on the enlisted side, that I could never open up. And so Pal helps pave the road for that. And so it's really nice to be able to have, so a co-laborer that that can help on a lot of levels, um, to to say, hey, maybe you should go talk to Chaplain. He's not he's not how you think, mm-hmm. right? And so it, he's he's a great sounding board for for me and also for um, the, the soldiers out in the field.
0: Well, I kind of want to transition a little bit. I know that. Sir, you've been in, uh, it's been a while, um, I believe, when Chaplain Strong was still here, and you both talked about uh, the Strong Bonds Program, which I know that it has changed names to Building Strong and Resilient Teams. So can we kind of talk about what that program is and um, how it can help service members and how to become a part of it?
2: Sure. sure. So the, the there's different curriculum that, that we offer with building stronger resilient teams anywhere from five love languages to laugh your way to healthy marriage to, yeah. there's a whole bunch of them. And uh, so we try to offer those up at the, and we put it on the chaplains at the unit to really want to, to find out, Hey, is this something you're interested in? Is this something that you'd want to attend? Uh, and, but if we don't get any feedback from the field, then we'll go ahead and, and, schedule some and post them out on the skip and, and push those out to the units so people can sign up. And we also have one for individuals. I, I think it's what how to not marry a jerk. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the curriculum? I don't think that's the right word, verbiage, but, yeah. yeah I, I think it is. I could be wrong. Uh, but uh, Yeah, so th- there's also curriculum geared towards individuals as well. Right. So it's not necessarily just all married couples. And a lot of them also transcend just marriage, like five love languages. If you're in any kind of relationship whatsoever, five love languages helps. We have five love languages for teens, five love languages for kids. Um, and, and so those things that you learn there are just great communication skills in in when it deals with relationships, regardless of what relationship you're in.
1: And and I believe uh, one reason why the, the Army's gone from strong bonds to the building strong and resilient teams, it's, it's kind of hard to say sometimes, but uh, it's because it offers avenues for other um, possible programs um, to, to actually come into play that aren't necessarily around whether it's a faith-based type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the big things I believe that came mm-hmm.
2: about. So. Right. Right, so it's really needs dependent on the unit. So if, if the if the commander or first sergeant, sergeant, major is saying, hey, we're having a hard time communicating as a unit or there's a lack of trust, we, we can do a program called Speed of Trust, right. which helps solidify some of those bonds of trust which are vital in the military. So it's really going from strong bonds to building strong and resilient teams – really helps to target the needs of the unit versus giving a blanket curriculum
0: right now is that something that is just done at drill or is it like a weekend thing here or there throughout the year or like what does that look like
2: well I know one of our chaplains for the RTI did one on Was it drill weekend or? He did it on a drill weekend. On a drill weekend, it was, so he modified it, stripped it down for about a four-hour block of instruction, and everyone went. There was 100 and some people that went because the commander and the three wrote it on their training schedule, (laughs) and so everyone was voluntold to go. Uh, But from what I understand, it was was very much appreciated. But then we also have the... When people will say strong bonds, a traditional weekend, which is a Friday, people arrive Friday, we get together Friday night, have dinner, have some fellowship, and then on Saturday and Sunday we're, we're doing interactive curriculum so people get to know each other, opens up some barriers for communication, an opportunity to laugh, just an opportunity to come together with other military families to talk about what's going on.
1: And it breaks up the monotony of the, you know, the normal day drill or, you know, being able to take off the uniform and being able to, um, in some of those events, just being able to be a people instead of just a service member. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're good.
0: Absolutely. Well, is there anything else that you guys would like to talk about before we close out or maybe something that we didn't ask? Or some advice for anybody that's listening.
2: That's cool. I'm not one to give out advice. <laughs> sort, or how they can contact you.
0: Yeah, how they can contact you if they want more information.
2: My, my email is john.a.denny16.mil at army.mil. So never never an easy email. Um, and, and Josh is, is <laughs> joshua j.pal6.mil <laughs> at army.mil. So if anyone has any questions or seeking some more information on anything, uh, feel free to contact us. And one other thing I'd like to promote is we also have two, two program, well, three, two are kind of together. We have our PDS program, which is a post deployment seminar program where if a units deployed and there was a traumatic event that happened, whether it's the loss of a service member or a roadside bombing, which luckily we don't hear about much anymore because we don't have them much anymore. Um, the, the PDS, we, we bring people together to help process those that, that event that, that happened and spouses are invited to come because They may not have heard about it. They may may know that their soldier has changed, but they're not sure why. Mm. And most soldiers want to try to protect their families from what they experienced. And So it's an opportunity in a safe place that has behavioral health, that has chaplains, for a place for them to go and start processing and talking about it from large groups to small groups that are peer-led, to one-on-one individual counseling sessions. So we have that. That's called PDS. We have Compass, which is a lot like PDS, but it's centered instead of it being an individual event that happened or a singular event that happened. For a unit, it's really for people that that are struggling because they've lost a child unexpectedly or they went through a real ugly divorce and they, they are just struggling with self-worth, self-value, there's a lot of anger, a lot of grief, you name it. And so Compass is more individual trauma related. We do the same kind of process, but it, it's for the individual versus for a unit. And then we also have a program that what we're kicking off this year called Mission Philos, and Philos, P H. P-H-I-L-O-S, which is a Greek word for love, like brotherly love that we have for one another. And it's a way for units that may be overworked, stressed, not getting along, for us to go on a Friday in civilian clothes. We'll go do a ropes course, and they'll have to rely on each other for to trust each other and to hopefully get people appreciating each other for individuals outside the uniform. And then we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll have lunch. And it's just a way for people to come together, have some fun together, realize that they can have fun For if I didn't trust Josh, right? And, and so um, I'm 30 feet up on a ropes course, and I'm relying on Josh to help get me over. I got, I got no other choice but to trust him. And so then we talk about, all right, so if you trusted Josh with you being 30 feet up, why can't you trust him with issues that you may be having at home? And so we talk about those kinds of things after the event. And it's not just ropes courses. We're, right. we're doing paintball. We're, we're looking to do something as weird as Frankie's Fun Park going <laughs> and doing a, like a, a blindfolded mini golf.
1: Maybe an escape room. Oh, yeah, an escape room. Idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. we,
2: we have escape rooms that, that are on there. Um, so with Blind Mini Golf, right, I'm relying on him to guide and direct me. Mm-hmm. And then whichever team has the lowest score wins. You know, so it's something that creates some competition, but also fosters an environment of communication and trust. And and that, that's luckily through the Guard Foundation. We've been able to get some some funding for that. To, to be able to do that. So if anyone's interested in doing that for their units, let us know and we'd love to be able to, to accommodate that.
1: And of course, we, we all know this, the SharePoints and whatnot are all changing. So um, the chaplain one's going to be under construction. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get some of that posted up there and maybe even get it to where you know people just need to click on it and you know do an inquiry or something and it comes to one of us.
0: Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you guys stopping by today. Um, we'll have to have you guys come in after you've done a couple of those events and see how they <laughs> this went. I think they sound great. I mean, I love putt-putt, but being blindfolded, I don't know. I think I'll get kind of upset if I'm not <laughs>
1: getting home. <Where's the> <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, Kato, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, again, thank you so much for coming and talking with us. You gave us such great valuable information and hopefully this will be useful for the service members and their families who are listening and watching. So So um, if anybody is listening, watching, wants more information, definitely reach out to Chaplain Denny and Sergeant Powell and get more information.
2: Yeah, hit us up. Hit us up. We're here to serve, and that's what we love to do. (laughs) That's right. And so anything that we can do to help serve serve the families and and serve the soldiers of this organization, that's what we're about. So thank you for the opportunity. Yes, thank you.
0: Absolutely. Well, if you guys like this video, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button, and we will catch you guys in the next episode.